Volt Europa presents Calling Europe, the first pan-European speed podcast. Welcome to another episode of our pan-European speed podcast, Calling Europe. Today we have our guest, Daniele Latella, who is someone I always associate with basically being everywhere involved and involved in all sorts of amazing things. So welcome, really happy to have you here to interview you. Hey, yeah, it's it's a pleasure. Uh, that brings me back to my radio days, which I missed dearly. So yeah, it's fun to be here. What are your radio days? Well, uh, my European voluntary service was in Hungary. Uh, it was a full year in uh, Nierechaza. I haven't learned uh, Hungarian, uh, sadly, but it's a complicated language, as you might well know. And uh, it was uh, a European... Uh, um, uh, we were making European recordings uh, in the radio, so we were writing and editing uh, um, things about uh, our own culture. There were seven, seven different countries, uh, seven people from seven different countries present. And we had one, one hour episode each in our own language, talking about our culture and about um, things from uh, our country. And then there was, uh, uh, the, we also had a lot of uh, confrontation between another one another so uh, we were talking like about police or uh, about the news from uh, each uh, each country's perspective it was uh, a fun idea and um, a couple of the people were were very great i remember this one episode since we had to record in um, in advance what we did but sometimes we had to talk about news one time uh, we were so far ahead that it was a month before the episode would go live, so it was impossible to do uh, news, to talk about uh, news that would stay relevant for a month. It's not like there was a global pandemic that would have stayed relevant uh, for that long of time. And so we decided uh, to, to do a very special episode in which we pick only... Uh, news from the onion and went on with it that seriously and it was the best recording the best memory from that time <laughs> news from the onion yes yes it was something like uh, a 120 year old turtle trying to stretch their neck to look younger is embarrassing herself <laughs> okay Right. And well, now that we've actually gotten to know already a bit about you, I think this is quite a good segue to a very first part of the podcast, which is our profile. The profile. Daniela, where in Europe do you live? I live in Valencia, near Alessandria. That's between Turin and Milan for those who doesn't know Italy very well. When did you join Volt? I joined Volt in January 2019. And what is your job at Volt? Ah, that's a tough question. I tend to do a lot of things. I call myself a connection officer, an internal communication officer. I double in uh, HR, community, tech, uh, legal, gover the governance commission, always uh, about uh, building the structure of Volt. And so I'm involved in five to ten uh, different projects at the same time in general. You're basically like a flexible construction worker involved. You just go places and fix stuff. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm, I'm a builder. And the very last question is, where is your favorite place in Europe? Oh, well, uh, I'm partial to where I've just been. I visited Spain and uh, the Basque region. I've been in San Sebastian and I love between uh, in the area on the mountains near the how's it how are they called the Pyrenees those mountains are amazing I fell in love with that place instantly so I guess that's my favorite place in Europe for now maybe it will change next month 
it'll change at the next GA. You never know. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's not an online GA, that is. <laughs> I still have to see Lisbon. So, yeah, I just passed by in the past. There you go. Next GA, Lisbon, here we come. Might be your new favorite place. The three questions. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, your favorite places and where you live and what you do. And now we have the famous three questions for you, Daniela. Question number one. Our very first question today is what do Volters have in common in your opinion? And what I mean by that is like what unites us as Volters? That is a, a very, a very important question. And I think we don't have a full, complete answer to that yet. Building our community is very much part of what we are doing. So there is, uh, there is this dream of a united Europe. It's, we don't feel the borders. We, we, most of us have grown without knowing the borders between uh, one European country and the other. We can travel freely. And uh, so Uh, I think that one of the points uh, that uh, gets us all together is this feeling of uh, uh, country borders do not matter. They should not matter as they do. They were a, a, they're an old political tool and uh, they, they only define our cultures and not even that well. That's one of the key points that I see in all Volters that I speak with. Mm. Then there is, I think uh, when we when we call ourselves a youth movement, sometimes all the older people that join Vault feel left out. But uh, I see that those people, I always tell them that uh, the youth that uh, comes with Vault, that then I see in all Volters, is uh, you are young if you still believe that there is hope for the world, that there is something that we might change. If you don't uh, uh, give up to, it's always been like this because it's, It's never been like this. It's been like this for a century or two uh, at most. Everything can be changed. Everything that is human uh, as a begin somewhere down history and can be changed as we evolve. So if you have that in your mindset, no matter what your anagraphical age is, when you were born, you are young. And so that's what makes Volters young and uh, globalist to, to, to a degree. There are people that uh, want to create space uh, intergalactic uh, union within Vault. There are people that are uh, more, uh, 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 that are more realistic and are focusing on Europe alone, but we all have this vision of a, of a united Europe, then a united world, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I think I very much agree with the um, with the saying that Volt is so young doesn't actually have anything to do with like your biological age because uh, your mindset has to be quite flexible, I guess, if you want to like engage in our ideas because it's so it's uh, still so far from reality, right? Uh, to have a federal Europe that um, you need to be quite forward thinking and. Um, able to be flexible and change your mind and say, hey, if something changes, we can adjust to the situation, but we need to keep moving forward in that one direction. And um, yeah, I find that interesting. And I definitely, definitely agree with you on that one. There is a third point, actually, that came to my mind. And uh, I, I say this uh, knowing that we might be a majority, but not the entirety of Volter, but Volt is uh, feminist. 
And uh, that is very important to me because it's something that I'm uh, that I'm actively working to to make happen in Vault and then outside of it. Uh, how we uh, how we recognize that there is uh, in uh, across uh, across gender across race there are disparities and we want to uh, to fight them where they are struck where they hit the structure of our governments so that we can build a more fair world. It's uh, it's something that you know it it requires a lot of uh, a lot of discussion a lot of uh, a lot of basics have to be put down on how we want to structure it. But uh, since it's something that I'm investing a lot of time in, I see that a lot involved, and I only want to see more. Nice. I really really like that you actually mentioned that because I also do believe. I think there's there's always been a bit of confusion around what the word feminist means to everyone um because it some some people just don't see it as being wanting the wanting people to be equal no matter what they identify as and um i find that so interesting that we are continuously having these discussions and some of them are repetitive but we're all growing together and people do realize maybe I'm just going to say, but do realize they are actually are feminists, even if they thought they weren't before, you know, it's so interesting. And yeah, I think it's great that you're so active. Maybe we can get into that in a minute. Question number two. Because the second question is, when did you decide to become politically active? That is a tough question. I have, I think I can go back to when I was five and I was forced to go play basketball because my father has... Uh, was born around basketball and uh, since he was young and still down to today, he's still playing basketball. He's, he's a patient that now I can recognize is, is amazing and uh, it's an amazing sport. But he forced that on me when I was five. And when I was five, I decided that at the training session, I will sit in the middle of the, of the field until someone will bring me away from there. This episode tells me a lot about how I how I moved forward from there because I remember when the when the five star movement in Italy was just starting it was before becoming even a political party they were having this uh, uh, this petition for a law uh, to to give uh, as a specific terms uh, a number of mandates for politicians and I believed in that and I wanted to I was I don't remember if I was 18 or 17 or something like that, but I wanted to uh, gather the signatures, help people to to express their their support for this. And I care. I had a table that was supposed to be the one in which the signatures I could gather signatures on, and it couldn't fit in my car. Uh, so I remember bringing it uh, on my shoulders all the way to the to the central square of my city. So there's that episode. Maybe there's something before that, but I really like the basketball story, though I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm stubborn as that. Never changed. That runs in my family. <laughs> nice. Question number three. And now we come to the last question, which is Anna's question. Danielle, what is the moment that you felt the most you were part of the Vault European community? All right. Um, well, if I have to think about that, 
it's uh, most likely definitely when we had the GAs. When we have the General Assembly, I'm, I'm considering Sofia because it was the last uh, European GA physical. Uh, and also I was running for the board like, like you were, Eileen. And uh, it, was, it was an experience. I got to talk with a lot of people. Uh, I still got, um, I, I remember that I came away from that with, uh, I, I knew I didn't make it into the board and I was perfectly okay with it because uh, I trusted, uh, well, enough of it. I trusted, uh, there's a, there was a lot of people that I knew and that I knew that would do a great job. Like they, they demonstrated that as far as, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And, um, uh, I came away with a lot of ideas. I managed to talk with a lot of people like I tend to do with Vault uh, in, um, about a lot of different things, a lot of different ideas. And then I had, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's that's the best thing. That's uh, where I can exchange the most. Uh, I can talk about this problem, and then someone that was just hearing comes in. It's uh, it's fantastic, and then there's all the partying, of course. That's that's the best. It's the international environment that uh, I love and I long for every day. When you joined Vault, did you expect? for it to be so international or did you get to know it in a way that it was very international so you were not surprised or uh yeah i expect i expect this because uh, uh when people that uh, happen to uh, be part of vault uh generally experience the best side of the european union be through a program, be through some exchange, but they managed already to be in something like that. The, the environment that gets created, even in uh, a simple uh, training session uh, uh, funded by the European Union is when you have people from uh, 10, 20 different countries uh, at, in the same room. That environment is uh, the European Union experience in at the purest form, and we distill that and we make that involved because we want more of it. It's amazing and we should have more of it. If you never had, uh, please do. That's that's the story. That's what we want to do with Revolt. So, Daniela, then if we imagined we had a GA next year and you were participating in it and it was a physical GA again and COVID was history and everyone was happy. Who would you love to meet the most uh, from all of our Volters whom you haven't met yet? Uh, well, uh, I always want to meet the tech lead uh, because there are generally people that don't go around much. They use their, their technical ability to stay as far away as possible from anybody for good reasons. But I have to say Sven Dam, uh, the community lead, uh, for for the very simple reason that Vendam went uh, uh, to do the the tour for Europe Cares with the truck. Uh, it was a tour around Germany, seven days, uh, and uh, I heard it was amazing and uh, and everything. But what he did uh, six days before he was to start, he was he told me, "Do you want to come?" These are the most powerful words that someone can tell me. I definitely wanted to come, but I couldn't afford it because I can make time. I can make, uh, I can organize uh, a seven-day trip in uh, like two hours, no problem. 
Uh, it's one of my favorite things, actually. So I was extremely tempted to do this trip with Sven, but I couldn't. And so I'm looking forward to meet him in person. And I'll probably rent a car at that point and just start from the GA and go somewhere else. I think if COVID slows down and we're a bit better by next year, you should come to Frankfurt and meet Sven here because we have our elections on in March. And there are sort of really great election um, events and you should join us for one of them if it's safe. Oh, that would be amazing. I mean, in the at the end of the day, there is this thing in which we are now about 6,000 people, uh, just members of Vault. And there could be more, there could be less. It's hard to count them because we are very... Uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, of changing numbers all the time. Uh, one time I'm aiming to be a digital nomad. And so I would like to meet every single Volter ever, which is a life, a lifelong work, definitely a lifelong work, but I want to set my life to be something like that. So having the structure of Volt, it's, it's amazing. It gives me like stepping stones. Yeah, I agree. It's really something different um, in a positive way. And now we come to our music question. Your favorite song. So you know that every Volter that joins us on this podcast is allowed to name a song that he or she would like to like for us to put on the playlist for everyone to hear. Which song is yours, Daniele? Oh, it, it was a tough call because I, uh, between the many things that I've been doing, I've been doing music myself. And there is, uh, I, I did a couple songs uh, back in the back in the day, but of course I'm not going to be that self-referential and say, oh, listen to my city. No, but uh, uh, I've discovered through the Adam Neely YouTube channel, uh, this um I think she's 16 or 17 years old girl that is called Erin Snape. And she's amazing. But I just noticed that her first album is coming up uh, in November. So it's not on uh, Spotify yet. We cannot add it. She made an amazing song that is called Credits. But luckily, so I have a second choice. Kay Tempest. She used to be called Kate Tempest, uh, but uh, now made a transition to um, to a non-binary to non-binary and uh, she, and, and changed uh, their name to Kay. Uh, made uh, a couple amazing albums, uh, three three amazing albums, uh, uh, books. Uh, uh, a poet, uh, they're a poet, uh, and uh, I would like to then uh, propose the sound of from which was the original band uh, they were in. Uh, and the, co- the song is called Roomba. If you never hear it, it will blow your mind. It, that song rocks to like ab- abysmal levels. All right. Thank you so much. Kay Tempest, uh, we will add her to the playlist, promise. Thank you so much, Daniela. And we come to the very last segment of our podcast. The nomination. Who would you like to nominate for our next call? And what question would you like to ask him or her? I had a lot of options and I tried to reach out to a number of people. Uh, so I don't have the 100% confirmation, but I hope that I can get them into the next podcast. I asked Julia Anisko uh, to be the next guest 
and I hope they they do because they are they are an amazing person. Uh, if you don't know her, uh, American, Polish, non-binary, uh, Poland country lead and design co-lead, yeah, as well. So uh, they uh, they one of my favorite person in Vault. There's no time. So oh wait, but now I will have to come up with a question for them. Um, okay, so Julia, uh, I definitely want to ask you. How are we going to expand in Poland, knowing all the challenges that are there with the reactionary government that you have to face and uh, the the LGBT free zones that are there? Uh, we know it's a big, big, massive challenge, and I want to see what's your take on it. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast, Daniela. It was a pleasure to talk to you and highly insightful. And thank you to all our listeners who participated in hearing what us vaulters are interested in, who we are, and getting to know us a little bit better. Yeah, thank you. That was Calling Europe, a production of Volterova.